You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now. Here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on Cranberry.fm. It is Thursday, July the 20th, 2017. Uh, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and not Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Um, Dave is on his way back to Victoria from Seattle where he was attending the MozCon conference Instead, we have the wonderful, delightful, and brilliant Christine Schackinger sitting in. Christine from Sight Without Walls, thank you so much for uh, for being here, and welcome back to Webcology. Thank you for having me back. It's always well, fun. It's, yeah, it's great having you. You're a, 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 a reliable a reliable friend when I when I need to stand it at the last second. So thank you so much. You mean anybody uh, will do. <laughs> What any warm body will do, you're the only person I can find on the internet. <laughs> um, okay, so, again, Dave is at MozCon, which would be kind of a weird MozCon this year, eh? Because, um, I guess this is, the, this is the MozCon where Rand is walking around sort of looking kind of uh, uh, wistful and, and, and wondering uh, what happens next and stuff. You know, uh, Christine, that, that Rand announced uh, he's leaving the industry, eh? Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry about that. I didn't oh, hear that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I read that this week. Well, quite a few people seem to be stepping out. Well, you know, it's been 15 to 20 years for many of these people. For Danny, it's been like 22 years now. Um, for Matt McGee, uh, it's been, what, like 9 or 10 years for... Uh, for Rand, it's been uh, since 2002, um, so that's 15 years. You know, so think of it, it's time, you know, we're entering our 40s, or in some cases 50s, or in, you know, in some cases 50s, um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're, all, we're all, everyone is still young and healthy and all that sort of stuff, so you want to try new things, this is the time to do it, right? True, very true. Um, especially for someone like Rand, I mean, 15 years in, uh, the, in the industry, most of what, most of it getting together, probably the most, arguably the most powerful tool and die manufacturer in the industry, the most powerful tool man manufacturer anyway, like that's exhausting. True. And it's a lot to run a startup company. So it's, um, it's, it's, you probably needs a nice break. Yeah, well, he's, he's most certainly earned it. Um, the one weirdness that's out there, I don't know anything about this myself, except 
Um, I know that there was a threat of a lawsuit six months ago. Shoe Money, Jeremy Shoemaker, reported that Rand was being forced out of uh, Moz. But he took that blog post down after a uh, threatened lawsuit. Ooh. Yeah, that's kind of information that if it is true, probably it's protected by a whole ton of, a bunch of legal stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, nobody, nobody wants to take the Mickey out of Moz or to, uh, you know, put Rand in a weird place. But the truth is, that's the kind of stuff we all want to know, right? Well, and, and if you really look at it, though, it follows a typical course trajectory of someone who takes VC money. They generally want to be out in five years with, you know, at least... Um, 10 times to 20 times their investment. Yeah. So at that point, if they're not getting that, they usually reshift the um, upper executive management. Not saying that happened. I don't know their financials, but um, generally, though, that's the course. No, so, actually, actually, as, as I understand it, Moz has turned, turned it around and become profitable. That's, that's, that's the rumor out there anyway. Well, yeah, not profitable. That's not the thing. But VCs are sometimes known as vulture capitalists. Yeah, um, they want a ten to twenty ret- time return on their investment. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you can be very, how, very profitable and still not make VCs happy. Well, it's because they're sourpusses, eh? <laughs> exactly. No, that, that, that's be, that's because for say every ten. No, I'm yeah. sorry. I just said you could be doing an amazing job, and they invested, you know, a hundred million, and now they're looking for a billion, and you're like, well, I'm at five hundred million, and they're like, no, that's that's not good enough. Yeah, so. I mean, I, the, 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 it's funny. I was talking the uh, the VC model with uh, with your friend actually, uh, Renee Gagnon. Uh, I had lunch with yeah. Renee the other day in Toronto. Um, right. Yeah, and uh, we were talking about the VC model, and you know, the you know, VC VCs like invest in uh, just for the sake of round numbers. Say they invest in ten companies, only two or three of those companies are going to do anything, right? The other ones are going to fail and just become money pits. And so they need those two or three that are going to succeed to succeed at like a 10 to one valuation. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And that's why it's the last money you want to take. And as someone who did, who did this successfully told me and never take a dime more than you need. So mm-hmm. it's a very difficult model to be successful with. But, you know, no matter how it shook out and no matter how Rand's future shakes out the uh, the dude seriously deserves a, a hug and congratulations and um, and thanks from everyone in the industry eh? yeah i remember playing um, a werewolf with him and matt cuts and danny sullivan at a very early on pubcon <laughs> in the upstairs room it's a card game i don't know if you know it but oh i know that game absolutely yeah. so he used to hold this card game at the very early pubcons when they weren't you know it was still a very small conference and uh, it was always a lot of fun. We'd be playing with uh, Matt across the table and Google engineers, and he always got a good group of people together. This is, of course, kids. This is back in the days when such things were possible. Exactly. <laughs> it's, 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 it's almost like the uh, there's two industries, eh? One is this mythical fairy tale that happened, like, say, 10 years ago or so. And then the other one is post-2008, like post uh <laughs> Post Wall Street crash, where everyone got into austerity and then never got out of it. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Those are some fun days. Those were some fun days, absolutely. And who knows? Maybe those days will come back again, but I don't see it coming soon. Uh, what do we have on t- on topic today? We have no guests, but. You know, again, it's it, it's summertime, and summertime is hot and cold in the search industry. Eh? Like sometimes stuff happens, and sometimes nothing happens. Yeah, this is one of those weeks where very little actually happened. Um, <laughs> Google Search Console kind of broke. Yeah, that was nice to tell us about ahead of time. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's one of those things. Like, how do you tell somebody ahead of time we're about to fall off a cliff? <laughs> <laughs> Or at least once they realized it, maybe they could have mentioned it, you know, not four days later. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just, well, that, that's one of those, look, it's not you, it's me conversations, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I looked at You're my, not broke, honey. I'm broken. I'm the one. Blame me. <laughs> I, you know, I looked at my uh, my search console and I saw this cliff drop 
And I was like, well, it's only for desktop and there's no traffic change. So I went to uh, Gary and John right away and said, is there something we should know? <laughs> like, and then I noticed it was across the board with all my clients. So figured it was a bug or because now we know it's a reporting thing. But So apparently, and I haven't had a chance to actually check this out yet because this is, uh, I think it's like a two hour old news. Um, Google Search Console is rejigging numbers, recalculating numbers to try to make up for that lost data. Well, they're they're adding in lower positioned items into the positioning. Mm -hmm. So they only, as you know, but in case somebody doesn't, um, you know, they only look at the top thousand items, and yeah, yeah. so now they're aver averaging in lower, lower ones that are performing much lower, and it's like. I don't know, it seems to make that data, which isn't all particularly useful in the first place, like, kind of more useless. <laughs> that, was exactly, that, was, that was my thought exactly. I was hoping you'd have a tip, because I don't. Like, I can't not, think of anything not, to tell people. No, not until I really have a chance to work with it. But, you know, the only thing I use that for is comparisons and to see if we've lost any great position or, you know, um, gained any. Because, if you, you know, if you go look for that query and that page, you're not going to find it at the anywhere near the position that's telling you it's at since it's an average but um but adding in a bunch of lower ranked pages what does that do me like why yeah, does well, that did you, you weren't studying those pages in the first place anyway were you no you weren't worried about those pages and and when i go to report it to a you know a client who's nervous to begin with and I, <laughs> yeah you dropped any points you really dropped 20 points you dropped 20 points because you have in this case like some of my clients have millions of pages you drop 20 points because you have millions of pages and they decided to start averaging in ones that perform really low and are really old and you don't have to worry about it anymore or you don't care about. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's an odd thing to add and I, w I wish they would give a little more explanation as to their reasoning why they did that. Well, you know, the real problem, the, 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 big, the big serious bugaboo of a problem is like tools that are using um, Google's API to import data. Uh, now they've got like a completely walked out data set that yeah. has been arbitrarily changed. So even if they even if they know their uh, their clients' patterns, they can't figure it out for themselves because some arbitrary changes happen and new numbers are in, are, are inserted there. Right, exactly. Because a lot of times with what we do, none of the data is really great in most cases. So you just compare data the same data to itself to see if there's changes if you change completely how you measure that data then you make that irrelevant to all past data so if i have a history if i've been storing the history of my positioning well now because they've changed it all my data from the past can't be compared to the data of now so they've kind of given people a, a problem they now have to solve which doesn't seem to have any real reason for needing to be solved in the first place so, you know, earlier a few moments ago, Christina, I said to you, I, did, I didn't have any tips for SEOs or, or anything to try to, you know, fudge around or, or make up for that, that uh, data shift. Yeah. I was wrong. I do have a piece of advice, but it's not really going to help. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, is more, this is more client management than data management because, you know, the data management is like completely foobarred. So um, put a big gap in your report show the gap and you know be prepared to go to search console and sh and show them the gap like you know in search console too and just say look google screwed up google does screw up every once in a while and i'm not responsible for google making a mistake the reason i'm suggesting you do that is because you know you get clients you get like these these absurd ideas that um you know, you should be able to, like, wave your magic keyboard at, at whatever problem they have, and a week later, they should be ranking again. And you, yeah. you, try, to you try to impress on them, like, you know, I know a lot about Google. I might even talk to Google employees, but no special favors get done for me. I don't control this stuff, right? This is a, right. uh, I, th I think this is just, you know, never let a good disaster, uh, never waste a good disaster, or, wh or however Cheney said it. Um this is an example of that. <laughs> it is. And they're saying it's a reporting change, not a bug anymore. So they first said it might be a bug, and then it, they changed it to a reporting change. So I think this is going to be with us. What do you mean this is a reporting change? 
Like, does that mean that there that we now get to look at the data completely differently than we did yesterday? Um, I will double check, but yes, I believe so. I don't believe. Yes, um, going forward from July 14th, metrics may look different because of how Google measures the search results in lower positions. So this is uh, from, that's from Barry Schwartz on um, Search Engine Roundtable. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, that's so you, interesting. So you might see a lot more impressions because you have all this data now being thrown in there, but much lower positioning because there are a lot of bad pages in there. And when I say bad, I just mean as an SEO, if I have a bunch of pages in lower rankings, they're not my important pages. Okay. So I mean, this is 100% like, and, and listeners, 100% speculation time. Christine, why do you reckon they're doing this? Do you, any, I, I know I'm throwing you on the spot here, but do you, do you got any idea why they're doing this? No, to be honest, I, I really don't. I don't understand what that's supposed to offer us in data. So I, my guess, my best guess is this is presaging a uh, fairly significant change in uh, the way they rank pages. But that's a guess. Again, you know, I got, nothing, I got nothing to base anything on, but why would they well, do this? I wouldn't say how Google ranks pages, but how the pages that they include. Because they only include a thousand queries. Well, indeed. So, so what thousand are they including? So they're they're including the crappy thousand? What, what do I need that for? Exactly. I, I, I don't understand that either. Because like I said, if I'm an SEO, my good pages that I need, I know are ranking. So so so. Uh, and that, and that's why, and that's why I'm saying it's got to be something else. Because I mean, like the first thing you think of is, well, what do I need this for? I don't. I don't need this. <laughs> well, it says and, this change only affects Search Console reporting, not your actual performance in Google Search. Well, yeah, but if Google Search Console can't <laughs> tell me how I'm performing, I'm gonna go find something else that can. And maybe they, that's the point. Maybe they want to kill it. Did give us an excuse to go away from it? Who knows? Well, they're cutting it. I have some theories that they're trying to make it so we're less and less needed. But I, I, unfortunately, they don't understand that um, clients will never be able to interpret Google without an interpreter. So. Well, and, and, and that's what they're making bots for. You can be replaced by a Roomba. <laughs> no. I, yeah, indeed. I can be replaced by an XYZ2000. We're not at that point yet because they have to understand how to interpret it for the client, and I don't what think bots are that complex yet. Poor security bots who just can't take it anymore and drown themselves. <laughs> he was really an SEO bot in disguise. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed, uh, and I agree with you. Um, clients, honestly, PPC is so incredibly popular, not because it's actually smarter than organic, because. Um, Paying a lot of money for that stuff that the, that organic tends to earn for free, um, right. but because it's easy to understand, the client gets it. They know they know what the outcome is going to be, provided they play the game by the rules. Right. In our in, in 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 our side of the industry, you play the game by the rules, and it's still a crapshoot. Yeah, fortunately, we experience to make it much less a crapshoot, but. Um, yeah, it is. And, um, when it, when it comes to, uh, to organic, it is definitely more complicated and people that don't understand all the parts, moving parts can get excited or, you know, worried about things that don't matter and then not worried about things that do matter. So I don't think we're going to be replaced by bots anytime soon, but I do think with all the changes they've been making to make it's easier to find information and all the tools they've been adding that they think that they'll be able to get website owners to do more of the SEO. And I don't really see that's going to happen, but I do appreciate it because at least now I can find instructions when I need them to send them to the client. So. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> okay, Christine, it's uh, it's 20 past the hour. Um at least 20 past the hour at the time of recording. It's an opportune time to take a break. We've got some good stories to come back on. But before we do, on behalf of Christine Chackager from Sites Without Walls, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on Cranberry.fm. It is the 20th of, Ju of July, 2017. If uh, you haven't been outside today, get outside, friends, because summer's almost over. We're going to be back after these messages.
Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Jamming and spamming. Cashing in the clicks. SEO is always in session. Only on Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. Webcology takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on Cranberry.fm. It's the 20th of July, 2017. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Waste Media, and I'm joined today by Christine Schackinger from Sites Without Walls. Uh, Dave Davies spent his uh, spent the week in Seattle at MozCon, uh, attending attending the MozCon conference and gathering tape for next week's show. So uh, we have um, we got sad news. Uh, while we were on during our first uh, first segment, it was uh, announced that Chester Bennington, the uh, lead singer in Lincoln Park, was um, found dead uh, dead by hanging at age forty one. Um, Chester Bennington. Lead singer of Lincoln Park. Rest in peace, bro. That's uh, sad news, eh? Christine? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm uh, sorry. I was muted. Oh, <laughs> indeed. Yeah, I hate it when uh, when we get reports like that mid-show. You don't have time to prepare for it. You just sort of have to report on it, you know, mid, mid-stream mid of consciousness. Yeah, it's a very sad thing. He also had six children. So very sad for his family as well. Yeah. Well, um, so 2017 may well be one of those years. Thank God it's not 2016, eh? Yeah. Yeah, that was a rough one. <laughs> okay, moving right along. Have you noticed that Gary Ease is getting like kind of sarcastic in the answers he's giving on uh, on Twitter? When is Gary not sarcastic? <laughs> well, that's true. I'm sorry. I'm, you know what I mean? I, I just I, I just pulled a Jim Hedger on, on myself. I meant uh, John Mueller. Oh, I yeah. Think he John, I think John's finally cracking under the stress of people asking stupid questions. <laughs> well, John gives some answers that are a little questionable. Not that they're not right. They're just only right for engineers, not necessarily for SEO. So mm-hmm. I think sometimes he confuses the mix, too. So... Um, but uh, just once, I would like either one of them to write back. Let me Google that for you. <laughs> well, yesterday I got. Let me ask Google for you. So. Oh, be- hey, not bad. <laughs> so, yeah, so, but uh, but but John sometimes their engineer answers are not SEO answers. So. So, here's a fun question. For, for, for that Google's got to kind of answer for itself. <sighs> it, it's kind of a complicated thing to phrase, so so please bear with me for a second, okay? Yeah. 
Okay. You know how Google, um, Google's Google's kernel, and 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 and, and still central to, to Google's algorithms is links, right? But sure. Google's, Google's tired of getting screwed around with links, right? Sure. So it's trying to come up with uh, a better way of contextualizing what any given page is about and how that page relates to, you know, similar pages. And and Google is trying to use, you know, on-page content and people's reaction to a page to be a gauge of where that page should rank and taking away some of the weight of links. Does that make sense so far? Sure. It's not working, but... <laughs> no, 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 perhaps not. It's a, hard, it's, it's a hard nut to crack. And again, um, everything goes back to the original kernel, right? Back to the original page rank. Um, Google's been sorting everything like that since day one, and those records are all intact and still influencing how everything gets gets sorted to this day. Um, so changing that is a hard nut to crack, but they're trying to. So to do this, they introduce, um, they, they develop their positronic brain, rank brain, which, you know, can parse the meaning of any given word six ways to Sunday, right? No, not really. Okay, well, it tries to. It's supposed to be able to. No, that's not what it's supposed to do, though. That's not what rank brain does. Okay. Rank brain takes, when it doesn't understand the association between words or the meaning between words, it tries to give users a kitchen sink that's close, and then users over time tell it what it means. So, um, for instance, that's vaguely what I was trying to say. <laughs> I might have misunderstood. It's a, <laughs> um, it's it's a tired day here. But um, uh, for instance, I, I found it before it actually was released, and I mm -hmm. had an article sitting at Search Engine Land the day they announced it. So I had to rewrite it. But a very simple way to show it is uh, I was looking for water rights during the drought, mm -hmm. and Mesquite, Nevada. It didn't know what that was when I put in water rights for mesquite. It it sent me back a water place to pay my water bill, and then mesquite trees, mesquite barbecue, mesquite barbecue sauce, mesquite wood chips, mesquite history. So and why it was wrong to pour water on any of them? Yeah, exactly. So it took it it took it almost a year to sort out water rights for mesquite. So obviously other people were looking for it, but well, that's I kind of it was a smart brain. Although I imagine it's, it's, I never said it was a smart brain, though I imagine it's educating itself as it goes along. <laughs> it does based on user interaction to tell it what it, what the relationships are. Yeah. Anyway, so we got rank brain um, trying to figure out the, um, any given context for words or phrases or things that it might find in a query to figure out why the person is trying to find the thing that they're looking for. Right. Okay. So, we now have, I, I, I see us sort of like in a competition between Google's increasing reliance on artificial intelligence and publishers' increasing reliance on um, auto-generated content, automatically generated content, or bot-generated content. And I think we're running into a brick wall really quickly. Uh, you, you said during the break, when I, when I mentioned I wanted to go to this story, that AP uses a lot of auto-generated content, right? It does. It actually creates a lot of uh, short, quick stories. And Google is about to create a lot of auto-generated content in its partnership with, uh, I forget if it's BBC or it's some large news organization. Okay. So which well, I found fascinating since they tell us we're not allowed to do it. I think we I think um do, do, do you remember when the new when the news media it's gotta be like two thousand and four, maybe two thousand and five, when the news media discovered SEO and suddenly every story had to be written specially, the titles had to be like hacked hacked out specially and um the reporting of news became um stupider than before it's when we found clickbait <laughs> well yeah yeah if you were ap wouldn't you program your uh content writer to write content a specific way 
they do. I, I've seen a lot of their articles. Um, okay. okay, so. Dude, they take SEO into account in their auto-generated articles. Not okay. great, but. Which, okay. which must be a degradation of quality for the reader, right? Uh, I think it depends. Um, I have seen auto-generated content also for other things. These are million to million dollar programs. This isn't like your spinner for an affiliate marketer, mm -hmm. um, which is really undetectable. But they're also very short and based on just some facts and some filler. So um, I don't think they're going to be writing 2,500 word articles that will be undetectable, but I could be wrong. Well, not, 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 not this month anyway. Right, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe a couple of years from now, like when when everybody has their own AI and can tinker with it at home and and train them, um, <laughs> or you know the more AI the more AIs you have, the fast and if they can network together, the faster all of them will learn. Um, anyway, I, I just see Google having to come up with a whole new set of rules and guidelines, or it's going to run smack into a brick wall awfully quick. Yeah, well, I think Google's already run into a brick wall. I, I just find their search results are less and less um, relevant. I mean, they focus so much on, like, near me instant micro moment search, which are great. All you have to do is pull up a fact. You know, how long is this? How tall is that? What time is this? Where is this restaurant located? Those are not difficult questions, and that's not difficult for them. I mean, I couldn't do it today, but for them to answer. But... I find that complex queries, ones where they're not simple retrieve of a piece of data, um, are becoming so poor that I just, like I've told you before, just go to Facebook and ask people. Because I can't well, you know, get her Google. The last few shows, um, incl including a show with you uh, a couple weeks ago, I feel we've been sort of like skating around an uncomfortable feeling um, that when it comes to, you know, information retrieval, uh, discover information uh, discovery and stuff, users are actually turning away from what we understand to be search, and they're going to more direct tools, crowdsourcing via Facebook or uh, going to Amazon to, uh, you know, do, uh, do the product search that made Google rich in the first place. Um, yeah, the landscape in which we work is, or at least, I'm sorry, the area the environments in which the users that are our audience are living and acting in are changing faster than our perceived landscape is uh yeah i also think it's being generated by the companies that you know have a heavy play on the street well, like indeed. Google, yeah google's direction isn't because it's a better product it's because it makes more money on ads because micro moment searches are very plentiful so well, indeed in, in, but google google's original momentum google became number one because it was the better product it beat the crap out of alta vista and, and yahoo right yeah that's a problem that uh if you look at all the big companies all their problem i think a lot of their problems are they don't have competition facebook well, puts out horrible uis all the time Google search has deteriorated, but they don't know this because they're not competing against anybody directly. Well, and and, 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 and in fact, the industry becomes complacent because, like, we become completely Google-focused or completely Facebook-focused, and then suddenly the rug gets pulled out underneath uh, Google. Google pulls, pulls the rug out from underneath itself by producing crappy results. And at the same time, um, users are migrating to you know, more natural environments for what they're looking for. Amazon sells things. So if I'm looking for a product, that's where I ought to be looking. Why would I look at Google anymore? Because it's over at Amazon, right? Yeah, um, I'm not the person, but yeah, for a lot of people, that's true. <laughs> and again, like, I got nothing to base this on except a gut feeling and um, just the tone of conversations over the last, uh, say eight weeks on this show. Um, I haven't seen any Comscore numbers or any any definite um, traffic numbers that that would prove this out. But I'll bet you I'm right. Like it, it just feels that way, eh? Well, the thing about Google too, uh, they stopped giving out Google US numbers a few years ago. I don't know if that's changed recently, but uh, they only give out 17 countries numbers, and they don't tell you what countries they are. 
So they'll say, we've had this huge boom in like, you know, micro moment search, but it's probably people on feature phones in India. Yeah. Not, or you know, something happened in Latvia, right? Yeah. And if you're on a feature phone, you know, <laughs> you're really limited in how you're searching. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that, uh, I think Google is going to face an issue at some point where it's organic search, which is still really important because humans always want information. I mean, we all had Encyclopedia Britannica that's when we were little, showing my age. But um, <laughs> Yeah, but Christine, I used Encyclopedia Britannica used to be my client, and they couldn't monetize information. Well, sure, but Google was, I'm sure Google was there at that point, and Google's where everyone moved to. Yes, but indeed. I, well, <laughs> indeed, yes. <laughs> Google keeping themselves open to um, if this deteriorates further, where people are going to go other places, like you said, not because the other places are necessarily more natural, but just because Google search doesn't return relevant results. Getting back a getting back rank bane results is not relevant results. If I put in something, a lot of times it removes the modifying word that actually is very important to the search. Mm -hmm. Remember those days when they would they would line out the word of your search they would show you? Yeah. Well, yeah. Rank, rank does that. It removes the modifying word. Well, now your search is completely irrelevant because it means nothing. I have searches that come up now where not a single keyword is in the search, like in what it brings back. But it's also completely irrelevant, which points to what you're saying, where they're trying to use like something on the page to return the result. And I'm like, after five times or six times of looking, I'm just like, okay, I'm done. I'm just going to go to a Facebook group where I know there are other experts and I'm going to ask people there. Well, try, I mean, try and try writing for that, eh? Like it's it's becoming really difficult. Try, it, writing. Well, before when you were, when you were writing content, you oh a, a brief, you had some fairly easy parameters and guidelines to stick within. Get these keywords in there and massage them into uh, into your sentences. Use uh, similes and uh, 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 work them into sentences as well. Um, don't keyword stuff and make it make sense and make it readable. That was that's the guidelines. Now you got to use metaphor when you're writing, and that's really difficult to keep relevant. Sure, yeah, because because of the way that they're looking at things, of course, yeah. I mean, if um, you're writing on mesquite water rights, were you, were you also going to put barbecue in there somewhere? <laughs> don't pour the water on the barbecue. It yeah, exactly. Boils everything. Which means basically, Rankbrand said, "I know what mesquite is." I don't know what relationship she's looking for because no one's searched for it. So I'll give every relationship that's popular. Yeah, indeed. So what's the relation between like, you know, what goes with mesquite? Fire. Fire and water. Huh. Right. And barbecue sauce. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, assumably that's going to change over time again as the machine teaches itself, you know, or as the machine absorbs more data from the outside environment it teaches itself but then again we saw we've seen what's happened yeah, <laughs> in other experiments where machines are learning from outside data they become they become white nationalists <laughs> that too i think that was the hope of how it was supposed to work i haven't seen any, any evidence and it's been out quite a while it's it's gotten really good at like i said micro moment search which is just data points and data point searches mistakenly often talked about as like Mobile's everything, and it's like, well, it is for a portion of the internet. It's also not for a portion of the internet because unless you have those kind of data points, and that's a fairly narrow niche, um, for sites, it's not necessarily their number one go-to. Well, There's yeah, but uh, again, that's just anticipating um, the, the constant um, shrinkage of uh, access tools, right, um, from from room size computer to cray computer to desktop to uh, uh, mobile phone. Um, it's a natural progression and the majority of searches are conducted by mobile. That's yep. just, but, you know. But there, when you get into that data, because I've done this for an article and I'll probably oh, do and it. I think I agree with you personally. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just well, seeing where Google's at. Yeah, I know you do. I, I think what I'm saying though is that Google's gotten so hyper-focused on this because of the number of searches, i.e. money, um, on the mobile side that they have forgotten that they're having very poor on the informational side on the non-mobile. Mobile should have 
like a hundred times what desktop does because you have it with you all the time and it's an informational tool, you know, yep. for you to get data. But I guarantee if we if we queried people, we're going to find a very narrow niche of all the topics on the internet of people using their mobile tool for those things because it's not the first thing you use on your phone. It's like one of the last. Something, so, something else to keep in mind. Um, who do you prefer serving? Uh, retailers or business-to-business clients? Um, both have different challenges, so I like the, the challenge, the puzzle of either. So, yeah. Me, I like business-to-business business for two reasons. One, it's easier. Two, sure. it pays better. <laughs> like, let's face it. <laughs> Let's be real here. Um, if I'm if I'm if I'm pitching one corporation to another set of corporations, Corporation A is going to pay me a lot of money to do that. But if I'm pitching them to a bunch of consumers, I got to wait three or four months before they give me a raise. That's how True. that's how it always works out. <laughs> True, and you can make more gains on B two B because most of the time, e commerce issues are in their um, platform. Yeah, and. And that's not changing anytime soon. And unless they have a really good scripter, you can get in there and kind of massage things and manipulate them. They're kind of stuck with a lot of their problems. So uh, I agree. <laughs> it's a lot easier with B2B to make gains because you're just directly doing what SEOs do as opposed to fighting a, a platform. It is kind of surprising in this day and age how many SEO issues platforms have. They really shouldn't at this point, but they still do have tremendous issues. Well, I mean, if you, if, you, if you want to have fun, watch watch Edward Lewis freaking out about, like, uh, WordPress sites on Facebook, right? Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> with all love, with all love, Edward, that is a laugh a minute. Um, because, like, dude, we know. We experience it every day. Um, although, I got I to gotta, I gotta say, I don't know I don't know if, if people out there are going gonna, are gonna to know what I'm talking about when I say watch what Edward Lewis is doing on Facebook, but seriously... Find Edward Lewis on Facebook and watch what he's doing. This is marketing 101. He was, uh, Ed Edward was uh, sort of invisible for a couple years there, right? Eh? But now he's suddenly everywhere. <laughs> it's freaking brilliant. <laughs> You're back. Yeah. Okay. And and on that, actually, we got to go away for a few minutes. We got we got to pull an Edward Lewis and then become invisible for a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna be back and we're gonna be so flashy pretty soon. Um, so on behalf of Christine Shackager, who wasn't saying anything bad about Edward, I was um, from Sites Without Walls. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on Cranberry.fm. It is the 20th of July, 2017, and we're back after these messages. Be set free Holding on Why is everything so heavy? You say that I'm paranoid Sit tight and don't move Webcology sure will be back after this short break Not like I made the choice To let my mind stay so fucking messy how much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash Founders Circle. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Pick out some new favorite podcasts now at cranberry.fm. Webcology takes you to the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. 
Hey everyone, welcome back to uh, Webcology here on Cranberry.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Ways Media. Not joined by Dave Davies this week. He's in transit back to Victoria from Seattle where he was attending MozCon so that he get sounds of information and tape for next week's show. We do have Christine Schackinger from Sites Without Walls. Um, and... Uh, I'm just checking messages. So sorry about. Uh... Hello. B- CBS BBC to form partnership to. Uh, wow, that is heavy. Yeah, yeah, that's where the uh, auto-generated news is also going to come from now. Is Google? Uh, Google is getting in with. Uh, let me if I if I understand this straight. Google's getting in with BBC and CBS and going to create a super news. Uh, machine? Yep. Basically, that's the concept. Um, Tom! <laughs> is this Tom's fault? What's that? Is this Tom's fault? Sure. <laughs> Long-time SEO. I mean, I'm not sure how long Tom Craver's been around. Um, as long as you or I, easily. Um is uh, head SEO for CBS. So he's somebody that's that's way worth asking about this. Yeah, it's, it's going to be an editorial and news-gathering relationship with uh, BBC News and CBS. Uh, they're going to do original reporting, but there's also going to be a lot of auto-generated content um, from Google's uh, AI, at least from what I read, So uh, as long as that report was correct. So what do you think about uh, Elon Musk going to... Uh, auto-generated content. Well, I think that's going to put a lot of journalists out of work. <laughs> that's really kind of frightening. Depending on how well it does, right? This is more than the normal AP, what we're talking about. Um, this is talking about doing investigative journalism with AI. And I, I guess, but I, I don't know. I have a, a very suspect that that's going to deliver really good information. It might give good information to a reporter, to link together and interpret and write, but not so sure about it writing good articles. Because good articles weigh more than just stringing words together. So, Well, there will be a really cheesy movie about how a reporter falls in love with his AI that's helping him research a, a big story. <laughs> like that, that, That's going to happen for sure. So anybody who wants to write that, get in now. Get it done. Make some money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we'll see how this shakes down. But again, if... If uh, the, the BBC is a pretty significant news gathering organization, and uh, CBS is no slouch itself, right? Um, they are too. They're going to use AI tools to write better investigative journalism. Google wants to use AI to create the actual articles, is from what I read. Now, it could be much more complicated than that. It was just an initial article. Um, so, so, my doubt is not in the getting data to create better investigative journalism, it's in the AI writing the journalism. <laughs> So, and then the end of the story is how the AI and the reporter have to get a divorce because the AI is putting the reporter out of work. <laughs> and he just can't handle it. Because, you know, the, it, it, it's obviously a he, right? You know. You know. Sure. Um, what is it? Do you ever work with uh, Bing Webmaster Tools? I said to say I really don't. Well, <laughs> Apparently, they wouldn't work with you either because they don't work with anybody right now. Um, Bing Webmaster Tools has been um, sort of, well, broken for about a week now. Um, That's very upsetting for a lot of people, actually. (laughs) Um, Not Dwayne's fault. Uh, Dwayne uh, Forrester... Forrester was on the show uh, uh, a couple weeks ago, and um, he was one of the people who actually, you know, was one of the founders and, and explainers of, of, of Bing Webmaster Tools. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, not his fault, and the thing seems to be falling apart. Which is too bad, because I just used Bing Webmaster Tools to get control of another client's uh, local search on Bing, which had gone way out of control. Nice. Yeah, most of the clients I have, their, their Bing traffic is just so low. Um, 
and it, it, it's just not something I focused on. Hey, guess what? So some guy, um, uh, Heron Dingish B. Rajput, has just written me on Facebook out of the blue. Hello, ma'am. Thanks for adding me. I'm a digital marketing person with 10 years experience. I'm looking for projects of SEO, social media, and we got those three dots that are sort of wavering now. So, um, oh, kindly let me know if you can help me. Don't you hate that? Help me out? <laughs> well, you know, you, 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 someone seems, someone says something cool, so you add them as a friend on Facebook and then they pitch you. I mean, that's, oh, that's, that, that's why I had to stop using LinkedIn. Oh, my gosh. LinkedIn is the worst these days. All I yeah. do is get people at me for no reason or to pitch me. Do you ever get, like, weird guilt, like, because you haven't checked your LinkedIn messages for, like, a month and there's, like, 30 of them? I, I get them. I get based. I mean, I get them sent to my email when they come in. Yeah, but so it says I, LinkedIn, so you just sort of blank on it. Yeah, pretty much. Unless. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're getting very close to the. Uh, to the end of showtime anyway. And I think we've lost Christine. I know that she was, um, Christine's in Las Vegas, and I know she was on a Wi-Fi connection. I hope she can hear so that she knows that we love her so much. Thank you so much for being here, Christine. Friends, that's going to have to be a wrap. You've been listening to Webcology on cranberry.fm. It's the uh, 20th of July, 2017. And I got to tell you, Make sure you get some summer in your summer before it's all gone. On behalf of Christine Chackinger from Sites Without Walls, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Thanks. Stick. Christine is back. And just in time, Christine, we're, we're on our way out. We've, uh, we've we've done the whole hour. Thank you so much for, for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me. It's always fun. Okay, well, uh, biggest hugs to you and friends. Stick around, cranberry.fm. Amazing content coming up after the news. Dave Davies and I will be back uh, with content from uh, from MozCon uh, this time next week. Be well. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 